The Smart Start Money Podcast. If the subject is about money and life or questioning the so-called experts on the subject, we open the conversations. Welcome to the Smart Start Money Podcast. My name is Eric Flynn. On this podcast episode, I'm going to take a look at robo-advisors. With the growing popularity of the robo-advisor, are they a good option compared to a conventional financial professional? These robo-advisors aren't really anything new. However, they have recently started to become much more popular due to the low starting financial requirements compared to a traditional financial advisor. Stick around and I'm going to explain what robo-advisors are and should you trust one with your money. Robo-advisors, this podcast episode, I really wanted to take a look at robo-advisors and their growing popularity. Now, if you're listening to this podcast episode and you aren't familiar with the term robo-advisor, let's first take a look at what a robo-advisor exactly is. And they really aren't actual robots that handle investor money compared to a traditional financial advisor. A robo-advisor, in reality, it's a computer software program that builds client investment portfolios based on algorithms. The software builds a client's portfolio based on individual preferences by asking questions, things like risk preferences and investment goals. Once a client fills out a questionnaire for a robo-advisor, the software then returns the results with a diversified investment portfolio that is built on a client's preferences. There is little to no human interaction for this entire process. Thus, this is where that term robo-advisor comes from. Robo-advisors have been slowly replacing many traditional investment advisors and financial advisors due to a much more cost-efficient way for investors to manage their money. Robo-advisors, they're they're not really anything new. So let me explain here. Although robo-advisors have only become more popular in the last probably decade or so, the computer software used by these robo-advisors is nothing new. The only difference here is now the software many financial professionals have been using is available to the general public. The truth is here, if you have had a traditional financial professional manage your money for some time now, there's a good chance you are already receiving the help of a robo-advisor in addition to your traditional financial advisor. The secret for many financial professionals is they've been using advanced financial and portfolio software for some time now. The result is if you have been using a human being to manage your money, there's a good chance a robo-advisor is helping them. For many financial advisors, following a new client meeting, they'll just plug a bunch of information from a questionnaire into a computer and magically a suggested investment portfolio is built. The actual human beings that have been managing money for some time now have had the assistance of robo-advisors and they're still using them. The result is a client will pay an advisor in many cases to just use computer software. The outcome of this is an investor pays a higher fee for a human being in many cases compared to just using a true robo-advisor. 
You might want to also think of the target date mutual funds that have been around for a while. If you've ever used any of these, these investments adjust as time goes on and they are similar to a robo-advisor. Just for an example here, retirement target date mutual fund automatically rebalances risk as an investor nears retirement to retain portfolio investment earnings. The robos have been at work for a while with these type of target date mutual funds. And the question comes up with robo-advisors is, should you trust one of these robo-advisors with your investments? Using a robo-advisor really comes down to, I would say, personal preference. And there are numerous advantages if you do decide to work with one. Trusting your money with computer software might not appear easy to do, but it is important to remember that people write the software for robo-advisors. Although they're not human, even with, with robo-advisors, you need to understand there, there can be mistakes. Humans are the ones that write the software, so they are not perfect. The computer software and, and, and algorithms robo-advisors use are only as good as the software written by the developers. So what are the, the pros of using one of these robo-advisors to manage your investments? And I think one of the big ones here is they're typically a low cost to start. The challenge today with many traditional financial advisors is the investment minimums many of them have for new clients. It's not uncommon for advisors to require an investor to have at least $250,000 in investable assets to be a client. With the changing securities laws and commission structures often being lowered or completely eliminated, most financial advisors do not have the time to work with investors that don't have a sizable portfolio. It just doesn't make financial sense for an advisor to take on a client that might have, for example, only $10,000 to invest. Not only can it be challenging to find a qualified financial advisor to take on a smaller account, if they do, the client often does not get the service they need or believe they should get. The truth is most successful financial professionals make a majority of their living off of their wealthier clients. And there's certainly nothing wrong with this, but it is important for investors with small accounts to realize this. Because robo-advisors are not human beings that need to put food on their table, they can often be used by opening an initial account with a very low balance, and this can be one of the advantages of using one. Lower fees compared to a traditional financial advisor is is one of those lower costs. Although just a small change in fees doesn't seem like much, it can make a difference over 20 plus years in an investment portfolio. One of the big attractions for using a robo-advisor is their low fees, where a traditional financial professional might charge something like an ongoing 1% or 2% annual fee each year based on a client's investments, a robo-advisor's fee could be as little as a quarter of a percent or less. An example of fee differences between a robo-advisor and its human comparison would be with a client that might have, let's say, for example, $300,000 to invest. The traditional financial advisor that charges a 1% fee would make $3,000 off the 300000 that first year. 
a robo-advisor that charges a 0.25% fee would make just $750. And this is a $2,250 difference for just one year. For someone that has only a few thousand dollars to invest, the fees can really start to make a difference. Robo-advisors can also help an investor stay on track. A robo-advisor can be ideal for an investor's goal. With the help of automated portfolio rebalancing, it can be much easier to stay on track rather than an investor working on their own, having to occasionally rebalance their investments. A robo can also be very good at looking for tax losses and making trades to benefit an investor at tax time. Not, not to say, I wouldn't say a human advisor, you know, couldn't do this as well, but with a robo advisor, it can be automatically told to, to do this. A robo advisor can be good for a novice investor as well. So for a, a beginning Beginner investor or one not very knowledgeable, a robo-advisor can be a good alternative opposed to investing on their own. They can also be good traditional advisor replacements for someone that doesn't want to work with a, you know, a traditional human being type advisor and pay the higher fees. Robo-advisors have really become very popular with millennials who don't have the high deposit amounts to open a traditional investment account with a financial advisor. This is similarly even the case many times for more experienced younger investors that either don't trust a traditional advisor or want to stay clear of their high fees. Robo-advisors, another advantage to them is they can be good for even experienced investors, believe it or not. Most people like to believe that robo-advisors are they're only good for inexperienced investors. And this isn't always the case. The robo-advisors can also be a good choice for very experienced investors. And the reason for this is the robo-advisor can be automatically set up to trade and rebalance. For an experienced investor that does not have the time to manually work with their own investments, a robo can it can really be a good choice. The robo-advisor is also really for people that just don't want a traditional financial advisor. Just like any professional industry, there are good and bad sides to it. The financial industry is no different, and it certainly has gotten some very damaging press over time. You hear the stories on Ponzi schemes and fraudulent financial professionals these stories haven't been limited, to say the least, and this is in addition to the high fees and commissions many financial professionals are known to charge. With all the bad press and the abundance of it available, it should not come as a surprise that many people have a difficult time trusting a financial advisor with their money. And for this reason, a robo-advisor can be a good option for someone that doesn't want to manage their own investments. Now, just like there are advantages to using a robo-advisor, there's also some disadvantages. And with all of the pros of using a robo-advisor, it would appear challenging to come up with reasons why an actual financial advisor might be a better choice. However, there are some instances where it might make better sense to hire an actual person to manage your money. Some investors may 
not want to work with robo-advisors. This can certainly be one reason. These people are the types that would prefer interaction with someone and the opportunity to build a relationship. Now, there are robo-advisors that offer a little bit of both, but it really never will be the same as having a dedicated financial advisor opposed to just having software manager investments. There are people, let's say technology opposed, and they do prefer the interaction with someone. And a robo-advisor will probably not be a good fit in this situation. Having multiple investment accounts can be a, a good reason not to use a robo-advisor. Although robo-advisors are getting better at working with an entire investment portfolio consisting of several accounts, there can be situations where these robos are not able to do this. Someone that has a lot of investment accounts that can't be consolidated into one big relationship to work with a robo-advisor might be better off with a traditional financial advisor. One of the biggest mistakes of investing that many people make is not having a big picture with all of their investments. Without this, it can be challenging to make good investment choices not knowing what is occurring with all of the accounts. Investors with a need for true customization are many times better with a traditional advisor as well. Investors that require you know, a customized investment portfolio to diversify their investments extremely well and take advantage of any tax savings might be better off with a traditional financial professional they can sit down with a few times a year. Also having one an investor can call on the telephone that knows them personally, it can certainly be a benefit. The truth is the types of investors many times that meet the criteria to have a personal financial advisor are the affluent ones, the more wealthy people. People that have wealth often have their money in many different places. It's also not uncommon for these people to have the largest tax obligations. And for this reason, they have a real need to try and minimize their taxes. Most people likely don't require a financial advisor they can sit down with regularly. However, wealthy people can often benefit from the true value of a financial professional. They also will have the money to do it and the most wealth at risk requiring a lot of attention. People nearing retirement might also be able to truly benefit from sitting with a traditional advisor, at least at the beginning of retirement or when they're getting close to it. This can help get their finances in order to properly prepare for retirement. And it can also help with knowing what to expect. One thing you might be asking yourself is, is the investment performance better with a robo-advisor compared to a traditional money manager? I mean, that could certainly be a reason to use one. But when it comes to investment performance, robo-advisors, they generally match the performance of an index. They don't beat the market, but many times will at least match or come close to it. There are some robos out there now that are trying to beat market averages, but typically they're not going to do it. The human financial advisors don't also beat the market consistently, and there might be 
a few that will beat it every once in a while, but overall they they just won't. Not even most mutual fund managers themselves are said to beat market averages in a 15-year period over 80% of the time. Like I said at the beginning, the people are the ones writing the software programs for these robo-advisors. So it only makes sense that they're probably going to match market averages as well. Contrary to what several investors might believe, hiring an actual advisor is its not for the purpose of getting exceptional investment returns. An investor should hire a traditional advisor for the added value I, I previously mentioned, which includes more portfolio customization. Now that you've kind of heard the pros and cons of having a robo-advisor, you may be asking yourself, is using one of these robo-advisors, is it right for you? And there's really no right or wrong answer to figuring out if a robo-advisor is the right choice for you. It really depends on the investor, their situation, and what they expect out of it. For most people, I believe a a robo-advisor can be a good choice if they don't want to use a traditional financial advisor. The reality here is that most people likely do not need a true financial advisor. And this is particularly the case for educated investors that don't have a sizable investment portfolio that really warrants the needs of a traditional advisor. The savings and commissions and fees alone by using a robo-advisor, they can really be well worth it. If you are considering a robo-advisor, I would suggest Investopedia has a good summary containing some of the, the better ones available. And not everyone needs an advisor either, robo or non-robo-advisor. And I do have a article on the website, smartstartmoney.com, going into why everyone doesn't need a financial advisor. For investors that want a true financial advisor, the other thing is I would say is it can it can be a challenge finding one that is both trustworthy and experienced. Now, like I said, there's nothing wrong with using a traditional financial advisor, but you just need to realize that there are going to be costs involved. You need to ask yourself, are is the cost going to be worth the service and attention that you get or believe you should get? And those are the questions you need to ask yourself. Some people are just more comfortable knowing that a traditional advisor is managing their money, and there's certainly nothing wrong with that. If you are one of those people, it is important to find someone that is experienced and trustworthy. And like I said, that can be a challenge. If you go to the website at smartstartmoney.com, I put together a list of 25 questions to ask a potential financial advisor that should be helpful. Thanks for listening to the Smart Start Money podcast. What are your thoughts on robo-advisors versus a traditional advisor? I always like to hear from our listeners. If you have any thoughts on this podcast or questions you want to ask, you can send them to me personally at eric at smartstartmoney.com. Join me on the next podcast as I answer a question that recently came in. I got a question that came in asking, when minimum wage goes up, does the cost of living actually rise too? And I'm going to answer that question on the next podcast. With all of the political debate in the world today, I'm going to give you my thoughts on does the cost of living go up when minimum wage goes up. 